Game Boys. Hey there, Internet. Welcome to another episode of the Game Boys podcast. My name is Lux, and with me as always, he's never going to stop selling his hot dogs no matter how many bees there are. It's Griffin Davis. <laughs> is this a news story? Have you not seen this? <laughs> no, what is there this? There was a fucking swarm of bees in Times Square around this one hot dog cart. Like, thousands of bees. <laughs> 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 and he refused around. to he stopped, he just refused to stop selling them. Oh, I think the guy maybe stopped. I just think you'd be braver. I've yeah, like, yeah, like, I'd I, stick just it want, I just want to talk about the bees. They're so it's just like God, that's so funny. You know that's there were great. like to, there were like tourists walking over to like take a picture and getting like sent to the hospital with bees things. Oh, we'll have to we'll have to post that on the on the Game Boys pot. Yeah, I'll find a link to the story. Um but Griff Man. How's it going? It's, it's going good, man. Uh, I, I have some. Uh, there was some exciting news that happened recently. Uh, they announced uh, that the Untitled Goose Game is going to be coming out for the Switch in early next year. Um, for those of you who don't know, the Untitled Goose Game uh, was showcased at uh, E3 this year, uh, and it's a uh, a stealth game where you play as a duck, uh, uh, sort of causing mischief in a small village. Which is something I think everyone's always wanted to be able to simulate. The, the people have been out there cr- like screaming for more duck mischief content for like ever since the like last DuckTales game, really. It just looks really good, and the Switch is just the best. Just continuing to be a good choice. Any weird title that comes out on the Switch, I'm probably just going to buy until like one of them isn't sweet. Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Every time something like weird comes on the Switch, it's just like the fucking best. Well, what have you been playing, Griff? Let's, let's start with um, that real quick. Uh, I've, uh, I've been playing a little bit of the new DLC for Hollow Knight. Um, they, they keep on releasing these like free updates with new bosses and stuff. Oh my God, you, gotta just, you just gotta get your fix. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, a good, it's a good complimentary thing to when I'm uh, playing <coughs> World of Warcraft. Um, but uh, yeah, how about you? What are you playing? Um, well, it's been busy times around here lately, but Still Pcross, still overcooked, and uh, I tried playing White Magic Seven again. I think I talked about this in the podcast earlier, a couple episodes ago, and how I hated it. And update, it's still fucking terrible. Like RPGs from the early two thousands do not really hold up. Mm-hmm. Not really hold up that well. Yeah, there's so many quality quality of life features like that have made those things better. Yeah, like being able to aim attacks. It's <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, is that's a cool feature? That I would like to have. The only real gaming update is a Blood Bowl news. <laughs> um, where I won again. MTV colon the challenge colon all stars 2 0 this season. A 2 1 victory over a team with a bunch of art puns for their names. So, so just to clarify for the audience, this is an online uh, sort of football matchy game um, where you're like fantasy characters and you're fighting other teams. Your yes. team is what kind of people again? We're, we are rat people. You're the rat people. And... Uh, you play in these like kind of matches. Are you playing against people you know, or are these yeah, strangers? It's a, league, it's a league of like half people I know, half uh, friends of friends. Okay, cool. And the um, games are like scheduled. Yeah, we play every. We have a game every week, which is why you get weekly updates on the show. Um, the new <laughs> season just started, and I am two and zero, oh, and my team's unstoppably good, and everyone on it's named after people from MTV's The Challenge. Hmm. Cool. Um, well, uh, if you, if you guys are fans of MTV's The Challenge and, and or Rat People, maybe there's a Venn diagram where, where those interests align. Yeah. Well, me for sure. That's one <laughs> person. 
Um, but yeah, like I said, things are really busy over here because it's almost time for Party World Wrestling to have their next show, which is a great segue to our guest. He is a comedy man. He is a wrestle man. He has other skills that he'll probably mention later, but I don't need to bring up right now. He's my longtime Words with Friends opponent. It's Joshua Sklar. Josh, welcome to the podcast. Hi. Hey, good. Words with friends, I would never play with you. You just seem so much smarter than me. It just wouldn't well, be fun. Oh, that's that's not the case. I'm, I'm sure. Uh, I feel like I'm good at words with friends, though. Yeah, he's pretty good. We have a pretty fierce rivalry. Yeah, a healthy rivalry, I think. Well, yeah. yeah. I have like, several posters of Josh knifed up in my room every time that I lose a team of words <laughs> with friends. I just drive a blade into but no, that's, that's not true. Josh is a nice boy, and I don't uh, fantasize about murdering anyone. So, so Josh, I, I last time I saw you was in sunny Los Angeles, but now you're back in Austin, Texas. Uh, tell, tell me about your journey. Uh, well, um, back in Austin, Texas, I drove back. Uh, like, specifically about the journey, or just like... <laughs> yeah, like, how was the McDonald's on the, on the way? Uh, we didn't stop at McDonald's. We went to... Mistake. The wor- we went to a bad subway. A bad which, subway? Oh, no, I yeah. mean, like, subway, what, is, subway is bad. Like, it's not a good... Well, it's not a good restaurant. McDonald's. We went to, um... I forget what town, but it was, like, a really bad... It was just a shitty Texas town, and we went to a subway where, uh, I think they just didn't expect anybody to come in at that time and they were doing <laughs> I love those stores. They're like doing all of their like prep for the next day and like not really like servicing people. And you know how generally when you go to Subway, they kind of walk you through your order so that you don't like miss any major important sandwich components. They like didn't do it and I just forgot to put any condiments on it. So it was just oh, kind of like it was just like very dry. Yeah, it's a pretty like, blame game. No, yeah, no, 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 I mean I definitely <laughs> should have remembered to put condiments on it, but <laughs> Yeah. I've been, been driving for like eight hours. Like, give me a break here. <laughs> but you're blaming <laughs> them. <laughs> okay, I mean, no, like I'm to blame, but they should have. They should have reminded me. Look, we can all say it took everyone trying their best to botch the subway experience, <laughs> but you did it, and that's what matters. How what's a dry subway sandwich like? <laughs> I mean, do you know? Do you know what like a a not dry subway sandwich is like? Exclusively, yeah. I don't. That's yeah. I only know them wet. So Josh, yeah, well, just take away the moisture from that, and you've basically got it, guys. Uh, guys, I don't uh, give a fuck about sandwiches. <laughs> See, I told you this was gonna happen. Anyways, um, I made a joke earlier that at some point I was gonna talk about something, and you'd say that it was stupid, and we got there in about <laughs> six minutes. Yeah. Um, so it seems like I have a good grasp. Well, of it might not be the last. Uh, almost certainly not. You. Anyway, you know, that was get, my takeaway. is on your side. I got a lot of space over here. I'm. 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 I'm, I'm, I don't have to be nice right now, you know? Griffin says he's going to let it all hang out tonight because he's got <laughs> no guests. Um, all right, Josh. Well, you are on the podcast where we talk about video games and other stupid bullshit. Um, so what about, do you have any, like, uh, any youthful memories of video games, any experiences as a kid tied to video games that really stand out to you in your head? Um, I mean, the game that we're talking about today, I played a lot of, I think it was like one of two games that I had. On Whoa. N64. Hyper specialist. Yeah. Um, Hyper specialist. Now, is that because you didn't play a lot of games or? Yeah, I just didn't play a lot of games. Yeah. Um, but I had 
this game, which am I allowed to say what the game is at this point? Yeah, it's in the title. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's in the title of the episode. Yeah, so well, we sometimes, that's what I assumed, but I... Yeah, I kind of bullshit around about not wanting to say it early on, but it's it's stupid because it is in the title of the episode, so you can, you're welcome. Well, I mean, I feel like it. now I don't need to say it at all. I mean, everybody knows what it is. You should. You know, I mean, you have this rule about not saying it early <laughs> on in the episode, so I'll just observe that. But well, I played I played that game. So I'm, I'm learning that Lux plays mind games pre-show with the guest. Interesting. I didn't say I didn't say anything. This rule he just inferred from the way that we were talking and like the structure of the show. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't me. I only played played one mind game, which was just to prepare him for you being mean to me, which already happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, well we can get into that game in a second. But um all right, so then let's talk a little bit about Rassel stuff, because that is a thing. Yeah, I have a do. question. I didn't seem like it doesn't seem like something you 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 wrestle. That doesn't seem like uh just from meeting you that's something that you would do. Really? You don't you don't think so? <laughs> no, yeah, not at all. Uh, well, uh, I mean, I do at like the extremely like low level that PWR requires. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I like I like wrestling and I do it. Um, yeah, I didn't get into wrestling until I got involved with PWR, actually. So how like do you start? How do you really start wrestling? Like, it seems like it's like. It, it's like such a big jump from just like I'm sitting and watching it to like now I'm there doing it. Like, well, how, do you, so, how do you make that so transition? I mean, for me specifically, and like the thing to remember about PWR is that it's not like a typical wrestling thing. And like most of the people in there are like even less athletic than I am and stuff is that. Um, so what happened for me is like I was at like a friend's house for a movie night or something. And then this guy who is now a good friend, but who I didn't know was like, hey, we're going to do this goofy birthday party and uh, you should, uh, or like anybody who wants to get involved should get involved. And I was like, that sounds fun. And then what I got you, involved with what, it. What do you mean goofy birthday party? So the original PWR was uh, Jared Mania 31. It was just like a birthday party that one of the original founders of PWR, uh, Jared Blondeau had. It was like a... Uh, it was like a, a wrestling themed birthday party where everybody just like had like really goofy characters they did. And I didn't go to that. I got involved after that. And then I think the party was just like such a fun party that they were like, let's try to do this as a show. And so it was a backyard show. And that's the stage that I got involved in at like, I think the second backyard show. So like the second, the third PWR affiliated event. So, so what is uh, what kind of character then, do you uh, play? I play a lot of characters. My thing is that my characters die all the time. Okay, that's um, fine. Yeah, so like the one that I did for the longest amount of time was uh, this surfer named, um, well, named Chad Blitz, who was the like evil twin of another surfer named Chet Blitz. <laughs> who, uh, <laughs> so Chet Blitz drank an evil energy drink. And like appeared to die, but it turned out that uh, Chad Blitz took over their shared body and uh, Chet just like existed as kind of like a weird uh, total recall guy on uh, Chad's stomach. <laughs> so, and um, So when you guys are coming up with these storylines, does every wrestler go, okay, here's my storyline. I figured it out. And everyone has like to deal with it. Or like, is there some main person that's like, helping you guys write all this i mean a little bit of this a little bit of that don't really want to reel too much about how the sausage is made you know yeah, but it's uh, a little it's basically 50 50 like yeah. people pitch stuff and then stuff gets like workshopped and worked out and then it happens yeah 
um, is like the vaguest description, but also in a way the most accurate because everything, the, the degree to which the sauce, like the, the zoo close of how the sausage gets made is so silly and nonsense that yeah. like any more specific description would be useless. Like the whole Chet Chad Blitz thing was like a year and a half, two year storyline, which like I really only decided that I wanted to do. Like, I mean, I, it's like so stupid. So the original Chet Blitz match was that uh, one of the bookers was like, hey, we want to do a match where um, the person in the match, we want to do a weekend at Bernie's match, like a match where one of the people is like dead the entire time, but being kind of like handled and stuff. Like, why don't you do that? You're a floppy guy. And then that's if you can't, you can't see people in the podcast who listening on to the podcast, but Josh is an extremely floppy guy. Yeah, Just, I'm like a wiggly arms guy. And, um, <laughs> Yeah, so I was like, okay, like I'll do that, but I want to uh, just, I want to do it my way. So I came up with like this like Chet Blitz character and I did the match. And then like a little while later, I was like, I want to keep doing something with that. And then it was just like, I did that for like a year as the Chad Blitz thing and trying to find ways to advance the storyline without it like fucking anyone up. Like stepping on the broader show. Like that's the big balance is like balancing these like character storylines with like the broader show storylines. But that is, you know, I mean, there's then after that, it's like so much more mechanical, but I think speaking of mechanical, we've got a game to talk about and it's a game with some cool mechanics. And I think we can use a little (laughs) bit of history to get into it. Oh man. Uh, sick. Hell yeah. Here we go. All right, do it. Hit me with the history, bruh. In 1998, Masahiro Sakurai was an employee at the HAL Laboratory, a small third-party video game developer in Japan. Sakurai had a dream to make a fighting game more unique than the common one-on-one fare of the decade. He dreamed of a game where up to four players could fight in a larger arena. He pitched his idea, Dragon King, the fighting game, to co-worker Satoru Iwata, who was supportive of the idea, but both men knew that fighting games were not selling well. They had to make their game original and undeniable. Then inspiration hit. What if they just stole popular characters from existing Nintendo franchises? Surely that would set their fighting game apart. Knowing Nintendo would never allow this, they created the game in secret and perfected the gameplay until it was good enough to show Nintendo. The original version shown in the boardroom presented Mario, Donkey Kong, Samus, and Fox as playable characters. It was a risk, but instead of a lawsuit, Nintendo gave them the green light and released Super Smash Bros. in 1999 and Nintendo 64. The game would grow to be one of the most successful and popular franchises of all time. Several games in the series have been played professionally, and games in the series have been on the Major League Gaming Tournament roster since 2004. Today, the boys duke it out with Super Smash Bros. 64. I know that's not the song. That's, a diff- that's not any song. Alright, Josh, you brought Super Smash Bros. 64, and you mentioned earlier, when I asked that ill-fated question about whether or not you had earlier video game memories... This game is where a lot of them live. So what is like what is it about this game that was special to you and like made you want to talk about it? Well, I mean, it was like the main game that I played when I was younger and I would just like play it for hours by myself alone, which is like I know it's supposed to be a game that you play with your friends, but I <laughs> like would just play it by myself. <laughs> and like so would you be playing the computer. Yeah, I'd be playing the computer. I would do like the uh, one player mode or I would just like have like a bunch of like I would just like set it up so that you could you'd have like the computer players and have them just have like 99 lives or something like that sure and just play until the end there just play it for like hours and hours I didn't know that I didn't know that that was the history of it it seems like extremely ballsy to uh 
to like develop this entire video game in secret, like that had to have cost a lot of like time and money, right? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, basically, you know, it wasn't like the full game. It was like totally like probably like a prototype, like slice of the game that was just like maybe one level or something. Yeah. Yeah, there's so many cool mechanics in that game that the game kind of developed, like some and some like really cool, innovative like button stuff that like still even just developing like a four person demo was like a ton of fucking work for yeah. huge potentially total, getting a crime. Totally, totally a huge risk. Uh, but they're like, well, the only way anyone will ever like let us actually make this if they can feel it, like you know, like they have to like see it, like oh, like how fun this could be, you know. Uh, and, yeah. and super cool for Nintendo to be like, eh, fuck it. Let's do it. Yeah. You know? that's. I mean, that's good. My other takeaway is that SS Bros sounds like a Nazi fighting game. Like, <laughs> is like that Nazi, why you brought this on the podcast? <laughs> like, not, like Nazis fighting each other in, a, in some kind of fighting tournament. Whoa. Like, uh, oh, man. I forget the name. Like, Punch-Out SS Edition. Um, all right. Well, here's... So, like, what was it about this game for, for young Josh that made you, like, sit and play it for hours on end? Well, I think that it was because it was like one of the only games I had. And I think that like I just for whatever reason, I didn't have it in me to play like a one player game for like 30 hours or whatever. Like I remember I bought the game because I had, you know, like one friend and I would go over to his house and play like Super Smash Brothers. So that was the game I knew. And then my parents just like weren't into the idea of me like having a gaming console. So they didn't like if they were going to get it for me, it was just going to be like, okay, this is your like big gift for the year. Sure. And so I got that. And then it was like, okay, I can have one game. It'll be this game that I bought already. And because it was the game that I had, I just played it for like hours and hours. But like something that I like about it now when I play it, I just like, like the floatiness of the characters and stuff. Yeah. I mean, that is the big, the big difference between that game and like the later iterations is how like the, the rate of falling and the rate of movement in the air. And that game is much, much more like, yeah, floaty is a good word for it. The people just kind of don't bounce off stuff so much as it's sort of like womp, womp, womp. Yeah, not to use too much like gamer speaker like to, I don't want to like steal gamer valor here, but like, uh, not, please. But like the, no the physics speak. are like extremely, are extremely pleasing. Am I allowed to say that as yeah, a non-gamer? You're, you're not stealing gamer valor, Josh. You already said that like the only game you ever own is Super Smash Bros. I think everyone knows like sort of your relationship I, to video games. I think I also had the like Matrix video game. Oh, Enter the Matrix? Yeah. Oh, which was, was, is, that was, just, that game was fucking excellent. I love that game. That's considered to be a good game. By me, okay. I don't know. Griffin, do you know where Enter the Matrix ranks in the way people talk about games broadly? Uh, probably not great, but it was fun when I was a kid. All right, <laughs> hard stance. I think I also like how uh, the uh, I have like an extremely bad sense of direction in real life. Um, so the like extremely clear and easy geography of Super Smash Brothers and like really any fighting game is. Like pretty appealing to me. Uh, yeah, the level design in that game is also off the fucking rack as well. Yeah, fucking rules. Griff, you, I know, I know. I'm a little quiet. I'm a little quiet, and here's the reason: I'm <laughs> nervous. I'm nervous that whatever I'm about to say on this podcast will start a fire on the internet that I can't put out <laughs> that might destroy my whole career. Might need California slave labor from the prisons to put out this fire. Uh, <laughs> That's a new story I got. Uh, yeah, it's it's tough because I have never liked the Super Smash Brothers games. 
Wow, the truth comes out. Yeah, all right, this was a giant. Ex- I'll be honest. The episode's a giant expose on Grimm and not liking the Smash Brothers. <laughs> it's games. fucked up because it's one of those things where I, I f- like so- on some days I'm like ah, I kind of feel like I'm wrong about this, and then on other days I'm like, no, I'm so right. This game does suck. All right, um, well, let's, uh, Josh, would you mind if we explore this for a second? Because I, yeah, I have yeah. questions here. So on the days when you think you're right about it, why is that? And on the days when you think you might be wrong about it, why is that? Like, walk okay. me through those two thought processes. Okay. Well, the reason that I know I'm right about it, that it sucks, is because people that are bad at video games can beat me at it. Okay, that's so kind of a no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm very good at video games. And I, that's true. People, people, that mean don't know how, video game. people that don't know how to play, like, most video games, for some reason, I guess they grew up with it or whatever, um they beat me at it and it's really frustrating. And I feel like it's a game. that's like more spammy than like skilly. And I know there is skill involved and there's professional leagues and stuff. I'm shocking on the social level. I just feel like it's just like so spammy and just like, I don't feel like skill involved in the way that like when I would play my friends in halo or something. Um, and then on the days that I feel wrong, it's like, so then like street fighter or something. I just I think a lot of fighting games in general. It's just like not it's not a fun experience for me. Uh and I just like I don't know. It's like a language that I can't that I can't get into. Yeah, this is a big divergence for me, Griffin, because I fucking love fighting games of all shapes and sizes. But I feel like a big part of it is that I know I never played this game with people. Like I never like I never like had that like that couch co-op experience. I never spent hours playing it with anyone. Um, and so maybe I just don't have like the DNA ingrained in me or something. I feel like it is kind of like a thing with like, you know, how like ping pong. There's like three levels of ping pong. And like one is like you're really good at ping pong. And one is like you can play ping pong. And then there are just people who like they just can't really play ping pong at all. You know what I'm saying? Does this make any sense? Oh, well, oh, I, now you're putting me into a very lame group of people, so I do not appreciate the metaphor. No, you're not. That's not. <laughs> but like, there are people who just like can't play ping pong because they haven't played ping pong enough. And there's like sure, a certain sure. point okay. where you go from like not being able to play ping pong at all to being able to play a little bit, and it's like a huge jump. Like, there's like a huge learning curve there. Right. I think maybe like Smash is kind of like that but i'm willing yeah. to, i'm willing to give it a chance so i do have it i have it pre-ordered for the switch when it comes out so yeah, we'll see we're, we're already excited for that well and then i think also part of it is that smash something i loved about smash um that i kind of understood as a child and that i understand a lot more now as an ad as like a, an adult is that like it you don't you don't have to be fighting game literate to be pretty good at smash like, it doesn't require multiple button combos. Like, all the moves are executable with one button and a directional stick thing. That's something I do appreciate, and, yes. And that's part of why there's such an easy learning curve and why people who are bad at video games can beat you at Smash. Yes. It's so frustrating. Um, but that's a really cool thing because they do still manage to have a lot of the same uh, sort of range of moves and interesting attacks and variety of techniques and stuff that makes something like Street Fighter really fucking rad. But in a platform and a framework that's like way more accessible. Like I remember as a kid, when I'd play Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat, there were like three characters in each of those games that I could play because I had to learn all the different crazy button yeah, combos. Yeah. Whereas in Smash, you can play as anyone. And if like once you have a basic sense of like how the game goes, you can sort of understand their moveset uh faster than you can and say like like it's easier to learn Peach than just learn Blanca is basically what I'm saying, which is like a, I think a good thing for that kind of game. Yeah, but it is nice that it's like it's there's not like all sorts of different combos for each different character. It's all the same ups and downs and lefts and rights, which is 
and they each still get they each still get like twelve what is it like twelve moves, which is not like a no obviously not, that's not like Street Fighter or anything. That's a good that's enough moves to like make the game extremely interesting. Uh-huh. I mean, I think this is like why it could maybe like you need to play like a certain amount of time for it to be fun at all though, because some of this, I mean, as I recall, like some of the stuff that you need to do, especially in the first game, to even like to do the really like to do the really hard like strike type moves, you need to like kind of flick the uh, the joystick a little bit. In a weird way, that's maybe hard to get the hang of. Yeah, to get the smashes off, you have to do that. In a certain yeah, kind of way. you like the timing is like really specific, and like you need to kind of develop the muscle memory for it. Yeah, and then obviously the sort of ease to pick up and play disappears when you get to like the level of like high level melee and stuff, where people are like wave dashing and taking off the ground with like parts yeah, where like never. with like mechanics that the game wasn't like necessarily designed to even have, but that like people discovered and then that they like built into like part of the like meta game of it, but like. And so that's like a different thing, which is like insanely fucking cool to me. But it's a very different thing because the first the first game, like you said, was very floaty and a lot slower and was a lot more like it was a much slower game than like Mortal Kombat or or Street Fighter. But that like kind of made it more accessible, I think, to a lot of people that it wasn't so like. Um, which is uh, how I say it's how I say fast. Oh, OK, I, guess. That's I, was the so I was trying to get it across. Like, it must be really awkward for you in real life. It's extremely hard for me to describe things like <laughs> hey, um, cars, cars, cars. Uh, trains, um, someone who isn't me running. <laughs> so uh, what was your favorite character to play? Um, Mario was really floaty, which I enjoyed. I think we've established that. Um I like Mario. I like Link a lot. Link wasn't as floaty as some of the other characters, but he was a a good a good hit hit guy, which is pretty fun. There was the the sword for some extra range, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. And he had the uh, the chain the chain gun for like throwing oh, the, people. Yeah. Which which Samus also had. Samus was good. Kirby was really good. Uh, oh, we I really talk about Kirby for a second. And Fox Fox was good. Fox is yeah. Fox is my favorite. Kirby was too good. Yeah, Kirby's really good in the first game, and then the times I've played the other games, Kirby is, like, much worse. Yeah, that- they thoroughly they thoroughly nerfed Kirby, but Kirby was too good, and it's so funny to me that Kirby was too good. Like, Kirby's such a goofus of a character. Yeah, I, they definitely didn't mean to make Kirby as good. That was something else that um, now, I now remember. I was thinking that people were picking certain characters because they knew they were good and i was like okay so now there's this whole like oh am i like there's like these weird handicaps like not knowing which ones are good or bad like i don't know they didn't yeah, they didn't no, seem that, all even no and and oh, 64 yeah, and 64 and in melee they're very imbalanced by brawl and for and the wii one they're pretty balanced jigglypuff is, was really shitty as yeah. i recall jigglypuff is very good yeah it gets very good in melee they'd like it took them a couple games to get them balanced and by the end they're still not fully balanced but like they're balanced with it. Mario Tennis is balanced. We're like, if you're good at a certain type of character, there are characters who you'll be good at. Yeah, but you know what I mean, yeah, but now that everyone is here for the new one, how are they going to balance that? Who knows? Well, by keeping Waluigi the fuck out of there. <laughs> yeah, because he'd be yeah, OP. Waluigi would have been the would have been the ringer there. Waluigi would have thrown the balance off. I think would have just tipped the scales <laughs> out of like the uh, seventy five characters from different franchises. Yeah, it would have been Waluigi would have been one too many. You know what pisses me off about Waluigi? Oh, no, oh, but I'm ready to hear it. I'm ready to be offended. Walu- <laughs> Waluigi just, like, throws off, like, the entire, like, my entire understanding of, like, human scale in the Mario universe. Because, like, my understanding was that, like, Mario was, like, a short man and that Luigi was, like, a 
tall man or like a tallish man, like, you know, six feet, six no, one or something. He was just taller. Not he was still yeah. pretty short, but, right? But but then like Walu and then like Wario's like a pretty fat guy. Like Waluigi is insanely tall. Like he's so he's so tall by the standards yeah. that were like established by the earlier. Waluigi is almost twice Mario's size, I feel like. Yeah, like Waluigi would be like like he'd be like eight feet tall or something. Unless Mario is a teensy tiny boy. But I think like we've established that like Mario is like normal size. Well, no, right? no, no, no. In Super Mario Odyssey, he's in New Donk City and he's tiny and like people are normal sized. Oh yeah, that's a good so, point. And Odyssey he does go to regular human so town. If anything, like Waluigi is the mo- yeah, but, but that, most but human like, sized of, out of all of them. Yeah. So, but that's but we're not talking about like normal human town. We're talking about like in the like land that Mario prefers to hang out in. Mushroom Kingdom. In the mushroom in the Mushroom Kingdom. This is just too offensive. I'm sorry. We're gonna have to edit. Wait, out. Is Waluigi just like a normal human? That's what I'm gonna say. Do you think that maybe the Who's secret just a of really- Nintendo? Is that we've had the causality all wrong, and Waluigi was the first one, and then the original sin. The original is Waluigi, and then Mario is Mario is the latest in the line because Mario is the most digitized and like Mushroom Kingdomified. Was no. Waluigi <laughs> just like a normal? Like, yeah, no, you're right. It's not what it is. Waluigi's like a normal human, but he's like really ugly. So he went to this other world and made a bunch of other people who kind of like look like him, but are much shorter because he wanted to be the most powerful. But like he. He did it wrong, so they're all just like much better than him. So possible, but who? You know what? We'll never really know how where Waluigi came from. Is the well, thing like, about Waluigi? But we won't stop talking about it. We will never stop guessing. <laughs> we'll never stop guessing. It seems like you had something to say before you put your forehead to the mic in disappointment at the thing that I said. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I, I think like just keep talking about the game for a second. Like the multiplayer, all the feel and the mechanics are great. The arena system felt like a cool new addition to fighting games. Um, but uh, the single player, um, did you play a lot of the single player? Because that's something that people were actually a little disappointed with. Oh, yeah, I played a lot of the single player and I would like pretend that it was telling a story, even though it wasn't wasn't at the end. There's like a master big hand or something. Oh, yeah, it was the uh, the master hand. Master hand. And like if you if if you watch the intro to the game, like I guess the if you watch like the intro, what happens is that the master hand is like floating around. It's like a Mickey Mouse style glove. Yeah. The master hand is like floating around and like bringing like Nintendo action figures to life. And then making them fight each other. Okay. So I think maybe the idea is that's supposed to be like like a, the master hands like a hand that's like making action figures fight each other like a little kid or something. Oh. Yeah. Like, no, that's the that's the conceit. I think that's like sort of the 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 implied conceit of the game is that like what's actual what's actually happening is like you couldn't I did quotation marks but no one saw that on the listening part of the thing. Um, they felt it though. Is that like they? Is that like there's a kid playing with like Nintendo action figures and like bang them together? I mean, like yeah, I'm fighting you. I'm fighting yeah. You. So, so that intro is like a little like prologue that kind of puts everything in a frame. But it's it's just like a floating hand in the intro. You don't actually see a kid wearing Mickey Mouse gloves doing this. It's just right. a hand that's like soaring through there. And then you fight the hand at the end, and I guess that's when the kid runs out of action figures. So he just has the action figures attack. Uh, his or her own hand. 
Well, I just don't think we need to treat the metaphor as 100% one-to-one. <laughs> no, 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 no. one I, one. I do want to explore what the, what the finale means lore-wise. So if they're attacking the hand uh, that gave them life, they're kind of like trying to kill their god, like an anime. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. Like any good <laughs> anime. Yeah. Well, like, basically, uh, and it's basically a, a Toy Story thing if, like, the Toy Story toys like had decided movie, to, like, kill Andy. Like, the like, you know. Uh, so once you defeat Master Hand, what happens? Once you defeat Master Hand, uh, the hand, like, goes, like, floating off into the, like, infinite emptiness of space, and you, like, become, like, a toy again, and you, like, flop in whatever land you're from. Really? As I recall. That and then... You get trophies. Yeah, and you, yeah, and you get trophies, and if you've, like made certain arbitrary conditions come true, which you could like find out by looking at like the cheat guide or like online or whatever, you get to fight for a new character or something. And there are only four in the original Smash. Yeah. I mean, that was another thing about Smash that I really liked was that there was unlockable characters. As a kid, I was just like fucking so about that life. And then Melee had so many more. It was like so stressful because if you didn't beat the character like so like my sisters and i uh were not like hip to like video game stuff so we didn't really know how any of this stuff worked we just knew that if you like beat the game enough you would get to unlock a character but to unlock the character you had to beat the character in like uh one-on-one combat and we would just like play like me and my sister ariella would just like play for like hours in the basement hoping to like get to fight the character and then when we did we'd both like freak out and like almost have a panic attack because we were so afraid of losing to that character and not being able to unlock it um like just like all those hours of work would have gone to nothing that was like one of the big brutalities of like the nintendo like memory card system on the old on the old uh n64s is that like if you didn't have like your little data thing yeah. And you were trying to play Smash, you'd like not have the unlockable characters. I think on in, in, in Smash, it wasn't just saved on the cartridge. I mean, I'm thinking about it in Melee, but that was like a real problem for me for one of them. That like I'd go to a friend's house and I'd forget my memory card and they'd be like, oh, we can't even play with Marth. Yeah, I guess it was Melee then. Um, and that would always make me feel bad about myself. That's just one of the many ways that game contributed to my low self-esteem. Um you never like it sounds like this is true. But I'm just, I'm gonna limit and say you never like played like tournaments or like did big competitive Smash things. I did. I did a little bit. Oh I, really? I didn't have a ton of friends when I originally played Smash, and then by the time that I made friends in like high school, people didn't. I played a little bit, but most of that happened in like college when I was living in like a co-op, and there was like a year there where like people were really into playing Smash, and we'd have tournaments and stuff. Um, did you ever win? Um, never like the really big, I don't think I ever was in any really big tournaments and like housewide tournaments. I don't think I ever won either. Um, <laughs> uh, I definitely got close, but no, I don't think I ever won. Yeah. To me, I've also never won a smash tournament. So maybe that's I why I don't like it. Smash is because I don't have any, didn't have any friends when I was a kid. That's probably why, but I liked it even though I had like barely any friends as a kid also like I had the one friend who I found out about smash from and then like 
that was it. Like I never played tournaments or anything as a kid. And like most of the time that I played Smash as a kid, I played alone. My favorites were which, always like games like Spyro where I could like just like scour the map and like un- like get 100% the zone and stuff, you know. Yeah, well you get 100% Smash. You can get through without <laughs> taking any damage if you're a real boss champion. Listen, listen, even as I was talking out loud, I was like, well, you know, I've, I've pre-ordered it. It's coming out this year, right? Yeah, and we're gonna play online. It's gonna be fucking sick. Yeah, it, it'll be fun, and and we'll see. We'll see if I like it. I mean, the thing is, Griffin, you're not giving the game a chance if you don't play for like 30 hours first, because as you know, I've been trying to argue, you need to get like the muscle memory down and such before you can really make an evaluation. If you don't, you just dislike it because you're not good at it. To a normal person, 30 hours, a crazy proposition. To me, absolutely. Let's do it. Yeah, 30 hours <laughs> seems about where I'm down to try the limit. My limits of trying a game. Um, and speaking of limits, we've reached the limit of the before commercial break oh, segment master, of the podcast. Master so hand, more like master segue. Boom. Um, so we will uh, be right back uh, after this quick commercial break. Are you a dragon slaying wizard? Uh, are chicks not into it? Do you need a big change of pace? ITT Technical Institute. You can do classes online and it's basically uh, easy. Today. They say chicks dig wizards, but what chicks really dig are a balanced accounting sheets and a knowledge of QuickBooks Pro. Welcome to ITT Tech. Hey, Internet, welcome back to the Game Boys podcast. I'm still your host, Lux. Your co-host is still Griffin Davis, and your guest is still Joshua Sklar. And we are at that point in the show where we rate that game, boys. Josh, the way this works is we will give our final thoughts about this game and give it a rating on a scale from one to five joysticks. And then other stuff's going to happen on the show once we're done doing that. Um, okay. You're our guest, and common courtesy dictates we let the guest go first. So what you got? That's not very courteous at all, actually. Oh. Would be courteous is letting me decide what my rating would be based on your ratings. Right, you give me the least we, amount of information to go on. You right. might, look, I'm willing to do this, but you just might want to reconsider for future episodes. Lux, you're fired. Whoa. <laughs> I agree. I agree with Griffin. Griffin is doing so much work to to kind of hold it down here. You're just Josh, messing you're it. You're sowing discord. I don't know what. Look, I'm just calling it like I see it. All right, fine, Josh. If you, all right, if you I'm think sorry. you're more courteous for me to go first, I'll go first. I was just doing this because I felt like I was no, a, I like a, a boring guest, and I thought oh, I could make myself more interesting by doing this. <laughs> I don't really feel that way at all. I'll go, I'll go, I know what my rating's going to be. I'll just give it. All right, yeah, <laughs> okay, go for it. Uh, <laughs> my rate, my rating for uh, this game, Super Smash Brothers. Uh, is it's got to be five out of five joysticks. I mean, sure. It's my, fa- it's my favorite video game. It's really one of the only video games I have a, have a strong opinion about. It's given me hours of fun. I really like it. I mean, that's, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just great. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Griff, I, let, get, let's get yours and then I'll, I'll, I'll go because I have a feeling I'm going to split the difference here. Uh, you know, we've got, a, I've got, I've always had a love hate relationship with this franchise, but I undeniably know that it's like probably one of the best games at doing what it's like trying to do and like the genre it's trying to like operate in and like the space it occupies is unique within that. Um, so it's like, I'm not giving it a five out of five. And actually, I'm going to have to rate it. Uh, 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 an N64 out of five 
joysticks. That's a, that's a, you mean, like, that's, I think you meant to put the emphasis on four way more than you did when you said that. Because you said it all with the same intonation across all of N64. So are you... What I'm, what, I'm, what I'm saying is visually, if you saw what it would look like, is it's like an N64 logo slash and then a five. What that means is it's, an, it's, it's TBD. It's N-A... It's not applicable. I need to play the new one when it comes out before I can truly give this franchise a rating. And I'm sorry. I can't rate this game right now, guys. I'm sorry. I'm bowing out. So Griffin Griffin is too emotionally. He's literally leaving the frame. Running away from the microphone. Um, So Griffin is emotionally wrangled by this game. Um, I am going to give it a regular four out of five because the game is great. It succeeds very much what it's trying to do. Um, It's super duper fun, but... I know there are better versions of the game because they exist and they're melee and the Wii U version. So when it comes to the N64 version, I just got to give it a four out of five because it's like not even the best version of itself, in my opinion. Um, well, Griffin is uh, temporarily gone, but I guess the show must go on. So welcome to everyone's favorite segment, made entirely out of segments. That's right. It's time for the segment segment. And look who comes crawling back. Oh, yeah. I'm back for the segments. Um, so, sorry. Uh, I don't have a segment uh, this week because I've been building uh, the Game Boys live show. Uh, when this episode <laughs> airs, it will have already occurred, but it will be coming online very soon. So, stay tuned for a very special Game Boys live speed run episode coming into the internet uh, near you soon. All right. Well, I do have a segment, and it's one that we've been doing a lot recently because I fucking love it. It is called Do They Eat Ass? (laughs) And what we're going to do is I will rattle off the names of three video game characters, and you guys will decide uh, through either cooperative conversation or both yelling separate answers and arguing about it or whatever methodology you choose. Cooperative Uh, conversation is my favorite game genre. Yeah, me too. Um, uh, you will choose, do they eat ass? And so, obviously, because I'm in Super Smash Bros., I'm picking Super Smash Bros. characters. And first, we are going Kirby. Does Kirby eat ass? Yes. Like, <laughs> Kirby definitely eats ass. And when Kirby eats ass, they, Kirby, like, gains the ability to fart out of his mouth. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, okay. like, Kirby eats everything. That's true and correct that's accurate um all right next we've got star fox does star fox eat ass yeah but like yeah 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 i think star fox eats ass griffin your thoughts uh i don't know star fox kind of is a dick and uh he kind of like he's got that like kind of like i work alone vibe i mean i know he's got friends but i feel like he's such a such a rogue josh what makes you think that star fox does eat ass i just feel like Star Fox is like a Han Solo, but a fox, right? Yeah. Do you think Han Solo eats ass? Yeah, probably. I mean, I think that like Han Solo just has to be pretty sexually open because like he's a, like a space explorer guy who presumably has like sex with like aliens and stuff. And if you're like willing to have sex with like a being from uh like a species that you're not really biologically programmed to be into you probably have like pretty varied sexual like tastes i have a different take on this i don't think that being like i don't think of eating ass entirely as being like adventurous so much as it is like being a generous like a generous lover oh okay all right and i feel like i don't think it's really yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) everyone yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> Griffin just like no 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 That's... get the fuck up out of here. I just don't think I just don't think Han Solo is like a gener like a generous lover, and I just feel like he wouldn't need ass. I feel like he'd fucking alien. He wouldn't need ass. I don't think that Han Solo would like so much because ref- like there are people who are. I don't want to reveal to like I'm not trying to I don't want to answer this now along this line of thought because I don't want to <laughs> I don't Josh doesn't want to implicate his own ass eating habits in his projections on video game characters a thing that I'm willing to do all the goddamn time on this show um I want people to just like imagine me as like a Ken doll when they think about me don't worry that's we'll post that's... pictures We'll try. We'll put your head. I'll, I'll Photoshop your head on a candle yeah. if you ask me to. I'll do it. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, All smooth. What's our third one? Well, that's what I'm about to reveal <laughs> to you. I think the thing about Han Solo is that Han Solo, like, is not averse to eating ass so much as he's averse to having sex for more than two minutes at a time. Oh, you're like he's just an in and out dude. No yeah, foreplay. I, yeah, like I don't think that he's like a like. Ugh, eating ass. I just think that he's like. Now, are you getting mm, this really uh, impression from the new solo movie? You shut the fuck up when I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> you, I was finishing you, my you, sentence. You just remain talking this whole fucking podcast. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm fucking <laughs> with you. Uh, uh, that was real. I feel really bad now. Yeah, please, please don't hurt my feelings. Oh, my feelings, bro. Bro, my yeah. feelings. You're gonna come for my feelings. <laughs> yeah, please. Uh, but are come you from getting my this feelings, ass eating from the solo movie, or are you getting it from the original movies? Like, where's this vibe? That this judgment on solo. I haven't, I haven't seen the new solo movie, and I think I've only seen the Empire Strikes. Like that's actually more just from the cultural, the cultural understanding so, of Han so, Solo. So Lux, you've seen Solo. Maybe you can corroborate. I think young Solo does not eat ass. I think old Doesn't Solo definitely eats ass. I'm with you on young Solo. I'm more willing to believe old Solo does than young Solo for sure. Yeah. I'm still not, not 100% sold, but our last one, my favorite Smash character of all time to play Pikachu. Does Pikachu eat ass? Um, I think Pikachu is Volcel. Whoa, always horny, <laughs> never thirsty. Yeah, because Pikachu is just like Pikachu is just Pikachu is basically like one of the like eunuch warriors from like Game of Thrones or whatever. If you think about it, like he just spends like all his time in a Pokeball, presumably just like training, right. and then he comes yeah. out to do fights. Yeah, he, like, he has attitude, but he's pretty asexual. Yeah. Yeah. Other Pokemon definitely are not written asexually, but Pikachu pretty much is. I think that's a good read. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I think that all the Pokemon are like either asexual, they're like asexual, or they're just like, or they're just like, they never have the opportunity to have sex, or they're like, okay, this is just like not my, my, per- I mean, at least the ones that have been like captured, right? Yeah, make Pokemon yeah. fuck again. Make Pokemon fuck again. That's a great. Ending note for the podcast and a great hashtag. Let's get a trending, folks. Anyways, Josh, do you have anything you want to plug? No. Well, what about the Indiegogo? Uh, you should contribute to the PWR Indiegogo. Should I say my Twitter handle or something? If you want. Well, now that you've said if you want, I feel like it would be gauche to. Well, you know, it's, it's up. To, like literally, it's up to you. This is your time to plug whatever you choose, and, and also the Indiegogo. Yeah, you should contribute to the PWR Indiegogo. It's at Indiegogo.com. Slide, uh, I think slide. It's I think it's Indiegogo.com slash Necroslam. Yeah, Necroslam is the next event. If you're in the Austin area, you should uh, 
Come. And if you're not in the Austin area, you should stream it on Twitch. Yeah, you should do that. Um, then you get the most direct way to see my impact on the show, which is uh, cutting between cameras. Uh, he does a great job. Well, so well, like butter. Yeah, yeah, smooth like butter and not like me. You got to watch me fall down a lot, which you probably will if you've listened to this. Uh, just watch me get hit a bunch. <laughs> we, all, we all visualized it a lot when you were talking. <laughs> Yeah, so she when you started yelling at him, and Griffin, it was crazy because Griffin pulled an axe out on his end and was waving it around. Yeah, when, when, at I, when I don't have a guest in the room, I get fucking crazy. I, this is why I need to have the guests on my side. Yeah, no, without the guest, you get distracted and you start pulling weapons out. It's really weird. Um, <laughs> but Griffin, where can people find you and your axe wielding ways if they don't want to? If they want to get more of it, uh, please flock follow. Follow. You see that crowd moving by your window? They're all heading somewhere to the same place. That to, at Game Boys Pod. On Instagram, uh, stop whatever you're doing and go out in the street and follow them because it's a, it's a big it's it's a big thing happening. And uh, the Facebooks had been posting more regularly. I think we can thank Griffin for that because I've been shitty about it. And the Twitter um, has posts once in a while. So follow Game Boys on Twitter. Follow Game Boys Podcast on Facebook. And yeah, look at Party World Wrestling again. Contribute to Indiegogo. Uh, if you're in the Austin area, come to the show. It's gonna be fucking super rad. If you're not, watch it on Twitch TV slash Party World Wrestling. Twitch TV slash Party World Wrestling. Um, and you can follow me at ML Surfboard. You can follow Griffin at Shut Up Griffin. And that's going to do it for today. My name is Lux. I am your host. Your co-host is Griffin Davis. Your guest is Joshua Sklar. Your editor is Haley Clement. Your intro and outro music by Matthew Morden. Your art is by Brittany Metz. Goodbye, Internet. We love you very much. Super Smash 64. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.